Attention, all troops. She's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rockerless. We had a small five and ten in the middle of my town. It was called a 5 and 10, or at least the old sign said 5 and 10, although nothing was 5 and 10 cents anymore. Still, it had all of the things you would think a 5 and 10 cent store would have. Most importantly, it had a toy section, which I loved. It was the only place that had toys in the entire town, and I was frequently there, just browsing, dreaming. And if I could ever talk anyone in my family into going into that store with me, it was probably pretty pathetic how much I would beg to get them to buy me a toy. One of the people who would often indulge me though, especially if it was affordable, was my grandmother. Now, not on everything. She had kind of, I guess, unwritten rules about the things that she would buy me. She didn't like buying me action figures, for example, but she would buy me music or art stuff, so crayons and such, and when this store would have Shrinky Dinks, which is the subject of today's show, that was an easy get. She liked the idea of it. She liked seeing me do crafty things, I guess, at the table. Maybe because I was quiet and would sit there. Or maybe she just liked the idea of it. And so on multiple occasions, my grandmother bought me Shrinky Dinks kits at this store. The thing about Shrinky Dinks that made them different than anything else was the need to use an oven to shrink them down. And there was something about putting plastic in the oven that made the whole process kind of nerve-wracking. Because you were told there are things you're not supposed to do. Don't burn things. Don't put plastic in the oven. And then you get a toy that says, put plastic in the oven. Now, my mother really believed that kids needed to learn to use the oven to cut food, and I've got scars on my hands to prove it, but I was fairly confident as an oven user to make things on the stovetop even at a very young age, but to use it for toy purposes really seemed wrong. And here's the thing. When I was very young, I was fixated on the oven and thought it was pretty interesting. Not as a place to cook things, but as a place to put stuff in. And one of the things I had done was I took my sister's baseball cap and put it in the broiler to hide it from her. What I didn't know is that my mother would turn on the broiler to preheat it without checking inside of the oven. And that is exactly what happened. And so basically I burned melted hat was the result. It was hard for me to live that down. And so I kind of developed a fear of putting Shrinky Dinks in the oven after having put the hat in there, thinking that the results would be the same. And the first time I had them, I begged my grandmother to stay with me and to put the Shrinky Dinks in the oven, which she did, but then wouldn't do it again and really kind of pushed me to do it myself. Eventually I would, and I learned a lot about how to shrink a dink, but the entire time I watched it through the glass. When it did come out and I looked at these wonderful gem-like shrinky dink smurfs, 
I remember a feeling of immense triumph as if I had defeated some baggage that had stayed with me. Now, I wouldn't have put it in those terms, but it was quite therapeutic and helped me to shake the hat incident from my life. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about Shrinky Dinks. We'll talk a little bit about the creation and creators of this product. We'll talk about its success, its growth, its descent and rebirth. We'll talk about the applications of the technology, how it works, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us. So without further ado, let's start the show. surrounded by plastic and it permeates almost everything we do. It's so pervasive that now we're kind of fearful about how saturated our environment has become with the stuff. So common is plastic that when we're not crying about its use, we often take it for granted. Yet when you think about it, it's really amazing stuff. It can be strong or brittle, flexible or rigid, transparent or opaque. Plastic does it all. Sadly, as some things become common though, we often take them for granted. But there was a toy invented in the 70s that is still available today that is not only fun to play with, but captures and demonstrates some of the near magical qualities of plastic, the Shrinky Dink. Shrinky Dinks got their start in Brookfield, Wisconsin, way back in the early 70s. It was there that Betty Morris and Catherine Bloomberg invented the amazing shrinking craft project while working on a Cub Scout project with their sons. They had read about a fun project in a magazine where you could take plastic from lids and you would sand it to make it receptive to color. And then you would trace a pattern on it, color it in, and then cut these plastic lids. Then take the shapes you had cut out, put them in the oven, and watch as they shrunk and hardened. The kids loved it, and it was a bolt of lightning moment for the pair. They would quickly turn their attention to how they could make this into a more easily played with craft kit that would sell. Naturally, they started out small, but there was a problem. They couldn't get their hands on the plastic they needed to make their product, which they were calling Shrinky Dinks. After calling around to manufacturers, it became obvious that while Shrinky Dinks is a great name for the product, their company needed a name that would be taken more seriously. So they would adopt the moniker K&B Innovations, and soon thereafter, they would find a supplier. Even after getting the plastic they needed, they still needed to get the business running. So to save money, their homes were taken over by the business and became their manufacturing, research, and shipping locations. This was all pre-internet, pre-computers, pre-everything. So to sell their shrinky dinks, they needed to find a brick-and-mortar location they thought that this is the type of product that wouldn't sell well via mail order 
because people needed to see it in action. So they went and started asking. And after being turned down repeatedly, they eventually found a place that would allow them to demonstrate and sell their kits, a mall called Brookfield Square. On October 22nd, 1973, Morris and Blueberg arrived at Brookfield Square, fired up the toaster oven, and began to show the world the power of the Shrinky Dink. It was a massive success, so much so that friends and family members were recruited to keep up with demand, and in the first 10 days, they had sold 3,000 kits. Naturally, they were invited back to the mall for Christmas that year, and the success of the product continued. Over the next few months, they would sell 25,000 kits at $2 a kit. Word of mouth was really good, and the product was finding its way into a few dozen retail stores. At this point, they were contacted by the toy distributor MW Cash, and a deal was made where MW Cash would financially back KMB Innovations, and MW Cash's subsidiary, Skyline, would help with sales. This injection of money and know how added a new shine of professionalism to the product. New vendors and people were brought in to manufacture, design, and market the now increasingly popular product. Shrinky Dinks even started showing up in print and television advertising. 1973 was an amazing year for Morris and Bloomberg. They had a bona fide hit toy on their hands, and 1974 would be the year when Shrinky Dinks would break big. Jenny made this birthday decoration with her glow-in-the-dark shrinky dinks. All she did was trace, color, and cut. Then Mom popped it into the oven, and in just minutes... Wow, look at it shrink! It shrunk and cooled into a hard plastic shrinky dink that glows in the dark. Happy birthday, Mom! Jenny can make just about anything she can trace, and there are other shrinky dink sets available, too, each sold separately. The glow-in-the-dark shrinky dinks comes with everything you see here. In 1974, Shrinky Dinks now had the financial backing of an established toy distributor and a national sales staff. Much of the advertising and promotion of the product during the first year focused on Shrinky Dinks as a craft, but that was about to change. The stage was set for them to make a major splash during Christmas of that year, and they did, and not just as a craft though, but as a major toy. If you look at articles in newspapers across the United States at the time, they would paint Shrinky Dinks as the hot toy to get. But what other toys were they up against? Here's what is being touted by the press. All things Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel toys were huge in 1974. The Sunshine Family set of dolls and toys, Holly Hobby, Perfection, Toss Across, Barbie, Spider Bikes, and Tonka Trucks. So some things that were sort of timeless or fairly new, and just a couple of things that were hot and new that year. One of the things that was new was Evil Knievel Mania, and it was extremely strong that year. I read interviews with toy store owners at the time who claimed that they couldn't keep anything evil in the store he was so popular. It appears that Shrinky Dink's popularity was a surprise to many retailers. In fact, the 1974 Sears Christmas Wish Book doesn't even have a listing for Shrinky Dink's. They do have pretty good coverage of Evil Knievel, though, which raises the question, would Shrinky Dinks have been an even bigger hit had stores had any idea of its potential popularity. Browsing through more Sears catalogs, I was surprised to see that the first mention of Shrinky Dinks wasn't until 1976. Now, a key component of the original sales of Shrinky Dinks was the demo, the demonstration. Morris and Bloomberg, or one of their recruits, would actually color, cut, and shrink Dinks 
in front of a live audience. Now, I'm not sure if the term is shrink dinks for when you actually shrink shrinky dinks, but I'm going with it. I like it. In 1974, while the toy was still catching on, the demonstrations continued at malls and stores across the country. And I find ads that talk about this saying that you're going to watch something shrink. For example, one from a store called Brits says, Brits offers a craft demonstration on the new fun craft shrink art or shrinky dinks. Enjoy watching this craft bake in an oven into a very creative piece of craft work. It's fun, it's easy, and it's a craft good for all girls and boys groups. Come, see it to believe it. That's awesome. Meanwhile, Morris and Bloomberg continued to make appearances to promote the product, but things had changed for them. Their story had gotten out. Now, during the first year, they were demonstrating how the product worked, but now their personal story was so compelling that people wanted to hear how these two entrepreneurs had started this business firsthand. Which brings us to the business model for Shrinky Dinks. If you are browsing older Shrinky Dinks online or in your toy closet, if you're lucky, you might notice different names on the boxes. This is because over the years, they would be distributed by various companies. This setup started when their distributor, MW Cash, was having some difficulties and KMB Innovations needed to figure out a new way to get their product to market. So they started signing license agreements with other companies. In these agreements, they would retain the rights to Shrinky Dinks, but allow other companies to use the brand on products they would sell in return for a licensing fee. The first company to make Shrinky Dinks under an exclusive licensing agreement was Colorforms, which was an amazing partnership. Colorforms had existing agreements to feature original intellectual property, or IP, on their popular kits, Colorform kits. So it wasn't a huge leap to take that same IP and distribute it as Shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dinks under Colorforms became so popular that the toy giant Milton Bradley would purchase the rights from Colorforms in the late 80s so that they could make and distribute them themselves. Milton Bradley would reissue a lot of the Colorform Shrinky Dinks but would also enter into agreements that would see characters from new things like the Police Academy animated series and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, among others, make a jump to tiny shrunken plastic form. It's time to make things shrink. Just say the magic word. Shrinky Dinks! Shrinky Dinks, I love to make them shrink. Color them in, cut them out, then get mom to pop them in the oven. They shrink in just three minutes. Shrinky Dinks, I love to make them shrink. Shrinky Dinks from Milton Bradley. Now, I'm going to get a little technical, but hopefully not too technical, to explain how Shrinky Dinks work. Shrinky Dinks are made of polystyrene plastic. If you have some plastic lying around, you might find similar stuff in the clear clamshell to-go food containers you get. If you look at the bottom, you will likely see it labeled as recycled plastic number six. So it is a pretty common plastic. And if you can find the right type, you can turn these containers into shrinking works of art. Although it's cleaner and easier to just kind of buy the sheets online nowadays. So what makes polystyrene interesting is that it's a memory plastic. And we'll talk on why it has a memory in just a moment. But like other plastic, it is made of polymer chains. Picture those chains as repeating links of material that make up the plastic. Now, those chains are usually all bunched up together and random, but through a heating and rolling process, they straighten them out. The thing is, those polymers want to get all disorderly again, and adding heat by putting them in the oven lets them do their thing and go all wobbly and big magically becomes little. How a plastic will shrink properly and not get all bent out of shape is due to how it's produced. 
and that's why I said memory plastic. When they are rolled out and stretched during the manufacturing process, a Shrinky Dink's plastic sheet is stretched in two directions, which makes them biaxial oriented. In addition to making the plastic flexible and strong, this process also ensures that it will shrink evenly. That is why when you have an adorable cartoon character Shrinky Dink, you shrink it and it retains its appearance and doesn't result in some melted, misshapen nightmare. When I was looking up Shrinky Dinks, I decided to check out the early trademark. I like to look at the trademark of toys and other inventions, often looking at the patent as well to see how they're described. Usually it's a mess, but the trademark filed in 1974 for Shrinky Dinks is pretty good. It says they are hobby craft kits and refill packs, therefore compromising sheets of thin plastic material that can be colored and or cut out then heated to cause the same to shrink and form thickened and hardened art forms. Yes, that sounds a lot like Shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dinks would peak in popularity in the early 80s, and the timing of that was perfect for another trend that was coming out that would lead to a specific set being the best-selling set of Shrinky Dinks of all time, and that was the Smurf Collector set of 1981-1982. It was the perfect timing and tie-in. Smurfs were hitting big, and the public had nearly a decade of experience with Shrinky Dinks. So when kids were asking for Smurf toys, this was a really good fit. Simple to color, it's primarily blue. Then they shrunk down, like all good Smurfs should do, and the result was a rich blue Smurf. Since each kit also came with stands for the creation, you could go beyond displaying and actually use them as toys. This kit, which was a color forms version of Shrinky Dinks, included 10 Smurfs, 3 colored pencils, red, blue, and white, an instruction booklet, and 10 snap-on bases. They would follow up with a second kit the next year, and this one built on the play aspect by including a cardboard mushroom house, which you could fill with your shrunken Smurfs. It's a great-looking kit, and the Smurfs turn out pretty wonderfully. Now, I like a lot of these old kits, but I'm not alone. They have become quite collectible over the years especially the ones from the early 80s. If you do shop around, you might be able to find unused kits, but it's getting more challenging. I have managed to snag some, but my dream of recollecting all the kits I had as a kid is getting difficult. Still, I have a wish list of memorable kits. Some I have acquired, others I'm still trying to get. My wish list are E.T., the extraterrestrial, He-Man, Mr. T, Q-Bird, ALF, Marvel Superheroes, G.I. Joe, Pac-Man, Robot Man, the comic strip. I was a big fan. Wanted the Shrinky Dinks as well. The Muppets, which is a great looking set. The real Ghostbusters, Silver Hawks, and one of my favorites, Lovable Monsters, which is a great kit. Unfortunately, everybody thinks it's a great kit, so it's become almost impossible to find at a reasonable price. Shrinky Dinks were also licensed to stores and brands as premium giveaways. I've only seen a few online, but if you're lucky, you might be able to dig up a Shrinky Dink cereal premium or fast food giveaway. My favorites are two of them. One of the Carl's Jr. Happy Star mascot that you would get when you shopped at Carl's Jr.'s. And there were also ones for malted Shreddies cereal, which I had no access to as a kid. But they did a premium featuring... Shrinky Dinks from the movie The Black Hole by Disney. The Black Hole and Beyond with Shreddies and Shrinky Dinks. 
Five to collect and one free in every special pack. Battle alongside Charles Pizer and Vincent. Defy Maximilian, the evil robot. You color them, none bakes them. Shrink eating shrink for your keychain, badge or bracelet. Yes, travel where no man has ever dared to go with shreddies. When you pick up these old kits, you'll probably be pretty anxious about using them. Luckily, technology has you covered, and I'll talk a little bit about technology and Shrinky Dinks in a little bit. But first, I wanted to talk about the decline and rebirth of Shrinky Dinks. In the 1980s, Bloomberg left the company to pursue a career in local politics, did pretty well there, and Morris would buy out her shares of the company and become the sole owner of KMB Innovations. Unfortunately, the timing for Morris taking over wasn't great. Milton Bradley was going in a different direction. They bought Parker Brothers in the 90s and shifted away from toys to focus on games. This meant the end of their Shrinky Dink product, which was the main line of income for KMB Innovations. They would quickly make a deal with Western Publishing's Golden Books division, but then that company went out of business. It was time for a change. In the late 90s, Morris abandoned exclusive licensing and reorganized the company to grant non-exclusive licenses to multiple companies. And so anyone who wanted to make Shrinky Dinks could, but they couldn't just do it with the license. They also had to buy the plastic sheets from KMB Innovations. This turned into a great decision. New companies and brands stepped up to fill the void, and these branded products began showing up in stores. Even home shopping channels like QVC started selling them. At the same time, KMB began making their own craft kits, which they sold both online and in hobby and craft retailers. The changes worked and the company began to grow again, which is good because the goal was to sell the company. Eventually, Alex Brands would purchase the brand in 2014. Then in 2020, Fun Again acquired Shrinky Dinks from Alex Brands and they are still making them today. During this time, there were interesting products that came out. One of the cooler toys to come out of the modern era of Shrinky Dinks was the incredible Shrinky Dinks Maker. It was powered by a light bulb, like an Easy Bake Oven, and allowed kids to engage in the shrinking process without using an oven. So that wouldn't have really helped me out too much because I needed to conquer that oven, but I've seen these makers and they're kind of cool. They started making the ovens back in 2001 and over the years they would tweak the design but it always retained its primary purple color. I have watched a few videos of them in action online and I'm surprised at how well they worked. One should never underestimate the heat a 60 watt incandescent bulb can generate. Now, I've played some commercials about Shrinky Dinks, but over the years, they would make a bunch of great commercials for this product. And if you watched Saturday morning cartoons in the 70s, odds are you saw some commercial for this amazing shrinking toy. From the 70s all the way up through the 80s, you could always count on a Shrinky Dink commercial. One that stuck in my head was this one from the mid-80s 
by Color Forms. It has a very catchy jingle. Where does beer get littler, taller, get smaller as you make your favorite thing? Power after power, where else? But in the magical world of shrinky dink, if you can drink and color and cut, you've got what it takes. Then a little bit of baking makes it shrink like magic right before your eyes. Wow! Bigger gets littler, taller, gets smaller as you make your favorite thing. Power after hour, welcome to the magical world of shrinky dink. It's color forms fun. Now, I could sing along to that as a kid and would even sing it at really random times as if, and I think I did this with other things, proving my dedication to a brand somehow made it more likely that I would get that brand. So if I showed my family how much of a Shrinky Dink fan I was, they would buy me Shrinky Dinks. Sadly, it never worked out that way. But if you are interested in the lyrics, I will put them on the website if you'd like to sing along. Maybe your singing will result in getting some Shrinky Dinks. If you are interested in Shrinky Dinks, they are out there with new brands making them and even independent people selling their own sheets. So while you can buy pre-printed, pre-made Shrinky Dinks nowadays, you have a lot more plastic shrinking options. If you do a quick search online, you'll find hundreds of results from people demonstrating how to make your own shrunk plastic handicrafts. The plastic to do so has been readily available for decades, but what has made things more exciting, especially for the artistically disinclined, such as myself, is the availability of home printers. And this is not a new development. Ads touting the connection to printers were showing up in the early 2000s as part of Morris's revitalization of the brand. And that's what I was talking about earlier. If you have sheets, you might be able to save them. Because if you have a scanner, and if you pick up the right sheets and have a home printer, you can select any art you want, be it offline or scan it, and print it onto the sheets and just color and cut, just like you would with regular shrinky dinks. It's a lot of fun to do, especially since it lets you pick whatever you might find to make. And if your kid loves some obscure character that would never find its way into a box kit, no problem. Just find a decent line drawing, print it out, and let your kids enjoy the process of making beautiful shrunken pieces of whatever art they want. And if you have the originals, why not try scanning those, putting them out there again, and you could make an army of Smurfs. If you are shopping online for plastic sheets without the Shrinky Dink branding, just make sure you find ones that are, I'm going to say, pre-sanded. This plastic, to hold color, needs a rough texture. And some people will be selling sheets that are completely smooth. With those, you'll need to sand the sheets before using them. So be aware and read other people's reviews before purchasing anything. While people have been playing with Shrinky Dinks for decades, things have developed around them. And Shrinky Dinks as a toy might not be going anywhere, but if you had any doubt about the viability of it as a future toy, that it would go away. It will survive if we look beyond the toy chest. Shrinky Dinks are inspiring people in art and science. Artists have been rediscovering the medium, and if you look online, you'll find not just durable, beautiful jewelry, but people creating delicate works of art inspired by nature that is shrunk down to perfect size. So don't just picture someone making a smurf, but detailed insects and flowers and leaves that look very realistic and beautiful because of the power of the shrinky dinks. And if art's not your thing, look to science. Scientists are realizing that the ability to shrink plastic can be used as a fast track to a form of miniaturization. And researchers and engineers are applying the process 
in the creation of medical diagnostic components, self-folding structures, and as a medium in the field of nanotechnology. So unseen scientific and creative applications for the technology are just around the bend, just waiting to be discovered by smart and artistic people who grow up playing with shrinky dinks. It's a pretty good argument as to why every kid should get some exposure to shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks are a legendary toy invented by two people who saw the magic in what could have been a simple craft project. Over the years, they evolved. Starting from their humble DIY beginnings, they rode the massive toy branding wave of the 80s. And while they dipped in popularity, they managed to stay alive, much to the delight of children and adults. While high-tech toys dominate modern markets and will continue to do so for a long time, I would bet that decades from now, people will still be coloring, cutting, baking pieces of plastic, and marveling at the results. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at retroist.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you like what you hear, you should follow Peachy on Twitter and Twitch. He's at PeachyPixel8. That's the word Peachy, the word Pixel, and the number 8. If you'd like to support the show, you can drop by wherever you downloaded the show, maybe Apple Podcasts, and give the show a five-star rating. It really helps the show. If you'd like to further support the show, why not drop by Patreon? If you are a supporter of the show on Patreon, you get member-only episodes, bonus tracks, bonus scans, access to the Retroist Discord, and more. It's a fun way to support the show and a great online community, and I hope to see you there. I really appreciate everyone who's supporting the show so far. Thank you all for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Bigger gets littler, taller gets smaller, as you make your favorite things hour after hour. Welcome to the magical world of Shrinky Dinks. This has been a Retroist production. Goodbye.